This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I'm Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. And good day, everybody. All right, we are back. Another episode of Question Time. But before we get to that, we're going to get through uh, Coltrane Cup. First of all, Mitchell, uh, we both won again last week. Uh, in the end, I had to pick the Sharks out of necessity because I tipped too late. They won. So did you. Yeah, so, pretty much same for me, mate. I, I probably did not dodge a bullet. I might have picked the Bulldogs. Ooh. Like, uh, I was at Mega. Not... I just forgot to declare it 21. So. Well, it wasn't because I thought they'd get the bounce back with the coach. It was more that the Tigers team, they're getting healthier and they are healthier this week. So it might be the last, you know, and the Bulldogs play the Tigers in a couple of weeks, but there really isn't a good looking place on the calendar for the Bulldogs. There's not. There's not at all. Um, like, but yeah. So I, mean, I held up picking teams. All right. I held up pick, for example, for people at home, pick, didn't pick the Raiders for a while thinking they'd come better at some point. And now I'm not as yeah. afraid of picking the Raiders. No, exactly. But the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I should add for new listeners of the show, Coltrane covers our weekly tipping competition. You have to be a member of our Patreon to join. You pick one match per week, but there's a caveat. You have to pick each team once in the season at some point. So if you've already got the Bulldogs out of the way, you are sitting pretty. And if you haven't, like we haven't, it's a matter of yeah. trying to work out when to do so. Well, I didn't really plan at the start of the year. People are going to update on ours because they listen to ours, but I didn't plan enough early like I have in previous years. But now I've, still, I've actually got less teams left to pick than I thought I had. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing too badly either. Already got South and South out of the way, so that's good. Yeah, no, I lost my <laughs> South. Well, the one for me, Mark, like South round one, whatever. That was yeah. Awesome. But Eels losing to the Tigers is still terrible to have a that home one, loss like that. That one hurt a lot. It did. And... Uh, um, anyway, so yeah, we'll move on. Uh, we've got some rookie takes for you. We didn't do rookie takes last week, so we got a few oh, did, left over. Did we pick from... our, our Coltrane? Did we just pick oh, out? Oh, did we not week? pick the Dragons? Yeah, yeah, that's always, we have to, didn't say it though. Yep. Yeah, we said okay. what we could, but yeah, we're both picking the Dragons. Again, hate being on the same game, but you know, what are we doing here? Picking Haven't the picked them yet. They're playing the Bulldogs away. It's easy. And to be fair, last week I'd actually picked the dragons until someone pointed out, like on the on the Discord, so I had witnesses pick the dragons because until someone pointed out that the dragons are playing the Bulldogs away this week, so it's good to get yep. the away games in. So I've Very got true. five, Very five true. and five split for a home and away, and this will get me ahead on away. Well done for, for those. I think I'm well ahead on aways, but I'm not sure. I'll look up later. Anyway, all right, so let's move on. Got a bunch of rookie takes left over. A few magic round ones, which is good. They deserve it. Um, People don't know, again, it's a weekly segment we do where our subscribers submit the uh, worst rugby league opinions of the week. Uh, we cut down to five finalists and we vote. We didn't have a poll last week because we didn't do it last week because I was too sick. So. And there was a lot firing into There's a lot of good shit takes there. Yeah, there was. Don't worry. Some of them made it this week. So first of all, mm-hmm. we've got Brent Reid. New Wales look like they'll be down a few centers now. Gee, I like Will Penasini as a footballer. Might be a bit early, but he'll be there one day. But why? Why did... Why do we have to this pick is, everyone um, for Origin? This is, again, something we struggle with. It happened, like, okay, Jermaine Hopgood, not, I'm not trying to block, put Panthers fans on blast, but it happened today. He got, Eels apparently signed him, and half the Panthers fan response like, oh, my God, but he's going to be an Origin player for Queensland. And we just so struggle with, like, saying this player is good and young. Yep. Like, Penasini is a really good young talent, but the one, like, are we really locking him in as a future Origin player? How old is... Yeah, I mean... He's 19. 
you know. Yeah. A lot of potential. We do this so Yeah, often, but like though, I, what I was going to say was how like the rest of the guys in that back line, like you look at guys like Crichton, Staggs, Graham, like that, none yeah. of them are old. Brian Toto's not old. Uh, exactly. Latrell's only 25. Yeah, um, Crichton's 21. Yeah. Staggs is 23. You know, Tommy Turbo is in his mid-20s as well. Like that, as you said, Campbell that's always like funny. 20, 20 or 22 as well, right? Yeah, so like Tom like, yeah, Topovich is 25. All the guys that are ahead of him right now are like not that much older than him. And so. also like, it's not like, I do understand sometimes I do that pick that he'll be that guy anyway for a few years. Generally, it's someone who actually like, you know, you'd see pretty easy locked on. He's going to play in origin next year. Like when well, they're picking, they're probably going to pick Selwyn Cole over Queensland, right? And they're definitely thinking like that. Like I probably wouldn't pick him game one just because of he's so raw, but it's like, yeah, he's quite clearly probably going to be there next year. You know, it's not like Pedersen is like, well, if he beats out these like seven or eight guys, he'll be there. Terrible take. Yeah. All right. Uh, Fox League. Benny Elias says the comp should implement double points for Magic Round to give struggling teams this. the chance to get this. This is like a drunk idea. We would we probably came up with this ourselves at like 3 p.m. on the Sunday. Just like, hey, you I know what they this. should do? Fucking give them four fucking points because everyone's here. Everyone's having a good time. Yeah. Great. And the best thing about <laughs> this take is that like, you know, again, so he wants double points for Magic Round, and he thinks it was way he's explained it was like people teams the opportunity to catch up. You know, the bad teams have an extra incentive to catch up on the good teams. Yeah, but also, like being double points doesn't help. Say the Knights beat Penrith, and in fact, it gives Penrith a double point lead for no reason. And then he got asked about the buys. He got asked about what about the buy, and he said, "What buy?" And Gontel's like, "Mate, there's gonna be a buy next year." He's like, "Oh, that's next year's problem." I loved it. It was like, so your, your solution, it's a magic round this year that's already happened. <laughs> next year's problem is for next year. And uh, Benny Eli, as you said that, like, just then, he's exactly like the drunk dude in the pokey room at 2, p- 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Has not, he must not even think of these items before he turns up. He must think of them. I don't know. They obviously knew before he got there because they put up a little graphic, but it's like, there is not a single bit of challenging thought to any of them. It doesn't just whatever, just it's double fantastic. points. There's no negatives there. How, no. how could there possibly be negatives? <laughs> I don't know. The team on the buy gets four points as well. Problem solved. There you go. So I'll be lining so, up to take the buy. But to say if everyone's like they don't want they don't want to play magic round. The teams in the bottom are just like, fuck it, I'll take magic round buy because I want double yeah. points that round. And I just love how it's like this is the point. And then each other thing was that so then they're like, mate. Origins coming, whatever. What's the point? There's a buyers coming. He's like, well, this, you know, Origin also brings other teams back to the pack. He said, like, okay, Ben, if you think Origin brings good teams back, what's the point of double points? Right before it, it's so bad. It's great. It's a great take. Ter- like a terrible take. Yeah, yeah. but a great takesman. <laughs> um, I don't know who this quote is from because it was submitted without context, but it's got to be someone at the Knights. Uh, we've got Adam O'Brien, Danny Vadiris, Andrew Johns, Hayden Knowles, and Clint Zemmett as Hammett heading up our recruitment. I look across the game and there's no other group I'd swap it for, and that includes Melbourne. Is that the CEO who said that? It must be. It's not Nathan Tinkler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know who it is, but I'll find out. Yeah, afterwards. I'll get the quote here for you now. Uh, oh, Phil Gardner. Right. It was. There sorry, it Steve, was. Steve did write who it was. It yeah, just wasn't Phil included Gardner. in the screenshot, which it I've wasn't. opened since. That's good for uh, me. <laughs> I you, mean, you look, yeah, on the one know. hand, what do you expect them to say? But on the other hand, just don't say it. 
Yeah, that's always the, my favorite thing with some of these terrible takes. Like, obviously, guys like Brian Fletcher, when they get quoted, they're not going to be happy when young players leave. Yeah. And, but just coming out and saying, listing off these things. Yeah, no one's, no one's said to Phil Gardner, presumably, do you think you have a better staff than Melbourne? Yes, no one said that. Or if they did, you just don't answer the question. It was, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't swap Adam O'Brien. Okay, and then, then these couple of guys who that John's come to training once a week, him, Danny Budiris, the guy who was at the Cowboys and lost all their young players and is now at the Knights setting up recruitment, Clint Zammett. You wouldn't swap them for anyone. Yep. That's good. He put that on the record for hey, got to back you boys. Uh <laughs> again, I don't I don't know who all right, this one, there is actually no attribution. But God, <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who said this, but the nomination is for Peter Volandis because it's a quote from someone else, but it says, Peter Volandis says wherever he goes, he says every third question from the punters is when are the Bears coming back? Is this like when Josh Frydenberg the other day was like, oh, young people are calling my office to tell me how excited they are about buying a home. It's like, th- this never happened. These people don't exist. Or young person may have. A staffer, but- a young liberal that lives in Kuyong called him. Because well, he to be f- to be fair to, to Peter Vlandis, he's learnt how to lie over the last couple of years a little better because you know two years ago he lied saying we've got the online poll said this and they didn't remember that he was like oh we did surveys and they came back with these results and then you looked at the NRL survey and they didn't come back with the results he said he's evolved from that to letters and letters again people can say Peter let us see a letter <laughs> you know what. They can't prove that every third person isn't saying it to him, Bungard. You can't prove that. You actually can't prove it. That is true. You could argue every third person is saying to him, where are the bears? Let's just ignore that where where he's walking. Like, Does he live in North Sydney? I don't know. But when you're in Sydney, obviously there's a few more bears fans here, but whatever. I, I, I love that. Like A lot of people say bring out the bears. It doesn't mean shit, mate. That's sort of quantifiable number. Units. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and Andy Raymond's back. I mean, he's really unfiltered at the moment. I mean, he did try to get a guy like bashed off, off the internet last week. So Andy's, Andy's, Andy's having a, Andy's having a time out there on the, on the internet right now. But, uh, this yeah. one was, uh, <laughs> thinking out loud two magic rounds per season means each club forfeits one home game, rotate weekend one between Brisbane, Sydney, and New Zealand. So far, so bad. It gets magic worse. Ground. That's just games in different areas. <laughs> and then the other between Canberra, Townsville, Newcastle, Gold Coast, and Melbourne. Who the fuck is going to a, no disrespect, who is going to a magic round in Canberra? Or Newcastle. Do you know, I, well, the thing with Newcastle, at least, it holds 30,000 people and it's a good stadium. Canberra mm. Stadium A sucks and is B in the middle of nowhere. Like, you, there's nothing near it. You, It's quite removed from the rest of the city. Um, what what a terrible idea. Gold Coast also not big enough. Townsville, uh, again. What t- I mean, no, why are we? No, stop. Why, why am I, I doing mean, this? Gold Coast, again, the stadium's not near anything. It's not. Uh, I can't speak for Townsville. Amy Park's a great location, but this would never work in Melbourne. We, we, and I, I just, just want to do a second, Sydney, just, just fuck I just want to do a second one to shut Sydney people up. Like, I just want, like, well, no, even, like this was uh, my idea which I said on the radio last week. Um, So I look forward to someone else stealing it. No, no, no. Just uh, you do a mini one Mm. on uh, the Saturday, Sunday, right? So let's say next year, 
when the the Dolphins are in, you have <laughs> you have a you have like the Friday the Thursday night game and the Friday night games can be wherever, but they can be Brisbane Cowboys and Dolphins Titans and Storm Warriors, right? And then the leftovers, they can play the five games across Saturday and Sunday, all at yeah. the Newmore Park, and it's all the Sydney teams and one of Canberra or Newcastle misses out. Shut yeah, the fuck up. Just, there we go. Exactly. Like, I don't think Sydney needs a magic round, but it's, it's I don't either, think it needs just, it needs to shut the fuck up round. People keep yeah. up saying where Sydney's one. Like whatever, double double headers, triple headers, do them one as you said, to over to over a weekend down here. You know, or they can even do it. You know, if they really wanted to, they can do games at like Parramatta on Friday and then at Anzac, uh, so ANZ, whatever the fuck it's called now, a core on a Saturday, Moor Park Sunday, whatever. But yeah, I, I, like Sydney, Brisbane has magic on it, should be it. Just leave it. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, it's a tough week. A lot of a lot of really bad takes. For for reference, by the way, the way Magic Round's succeeding in in Brisbane, English fans where the concept was stolen from are jealous because now here's a shock: it being like a five kilometer drive, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, you know, it's like you just drive up the whatever what's it called that stupid the in the north of Brisbane, uh, sorry, England that freeway, whatever the, you drive up that fr- the, yeah. the, the something. It's a letter and then a number. I'll bet. Yeah, and then you just you drive somewhere and you go to the games and you drive home. Like that's that's not what Magic Round is in Brisbane. I know people live in Brisbane, but we know thirty thousand people fly in and out. Like you do it in Sydney, and then what? Five thousand people fly in. Genius. And everyone just goes home, and the carnival atmosphere is removed. Yeah, sounds yeah sounds, sounds great. Anyway, so that's rookie takes for the week. If you want to. Uh, Get involved, nominate your own rookie takes next week and vote on the winners. Patreon.com forward slash Interurban Rookies to support the boys. Uh, we've got access to access to the Discord server, entry to next year's Coltrane Cup, uh, merchandise, plenty more. Uh, or just to support us because, you know, we do a lot of work, a lot of mm. podcasts. There's um, still sick, but uh, there's a lot of good, ta- sorry, bad takes this week that made the cutting room floor as well. Hey, it was a strong week. It was a very, <laughs> very strong week. I obviously left out some ones that were not really rugby league related that were nominated uh all the politics ones as well of course but uh yeah uh but a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers on our patreon service now chris avnell dave rocky and rafi wayne ritchie alex oh it's happening again mitchell oh god (laughs) what's the date oh you're coughing anthony anger ben wallace (laughs) butsy cam beswick dan cullinane doc hogg an anonymous backer frankie Jace Felix Farnworth, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Thomas 98, Lachlan Hancock, Lee Verhul, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Maddie Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray. <coughs> oh, fuck. Morgan Watkins, my ding dog is hard and I'm sad. Never trendy, party keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilt Score, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, TB. The Black Vegetable, The Not So Mature Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. <coughs> Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. My God, this cough just needs to fuck off. Yep. Mm. All right. Without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. 
Okay, question time over on NRL.com. Sorry, Patreon.com for NRL been rookies. NRL.com. NRL yeah, we've been, we've been promoted. We've been bought oh. out. We're actually pro Vlandis now. Everything's ah, changing. Well, we had a good run. No, well, we did. Anyway, first question. Cam Beswick. Best and worst moment of Magic Round weekend. Best and worst person you met. All right. Um, uh, I think best moment was the fellas all singing My Happiness together. Just the vibe. Second just, year in a row, like the vibes. Us. Yeah, the vibes for the let's get out of here game, the five thirty Saturday game, two years in a row. That was, that was the great. house in Kumbaya, two years in a row undefeated. Uh, on field moment, I guess. Um, sure. Everyone's having moment. a cowboy party, mate. That was for me. Yeah, yeah, the that co- was it. Was cowboy good. on the, the punters are really getting around the Broncos, running up a score. Um, the worst moment for me was the last moment, really. So I left. Um, <laughs> was with a, still with a few people who were going going at it on Sunday on the Sunday night at Lefties. Um, I said I didn't have a phone charge or anything. I said I'd leave when my phone got down to red because you know need to get home, whatever. So my phone was down to like five percent. I ordered an Uber, said goodbye to everyone, walked outside. Phone died before I could. Uh, Perfect. Did I tell the story last week? You, I don't know if you did. You kind of okay, told good. it, but you didn't really tell it. Uh, yeah, so walked outside, phone died. Uh-oh. And I'm one of those people now that I just have a phone. Like, I don't have a wallet or anything. My ID's on my phone. My credit card's on my phone. Like, all of it. Which is fine, yours usually. Unless, of course, your phone dies. So I couldn't get a taxi. Yeah. Uh, the only way I r- thing I roughly knew that was on the way home was the Forex brewery. So I simply looked to the sky to find the flashing Forex signs off in the distance and just walked that way alone. Yeah, in like shorts and a party shirt at like one a.m. in the freezing <laughs> cold. Uh, it's probably what probably played a part in why I'm so sick right now. But uh, got home and as I got through the door, Leeds scored a 90th minute equalizer, so it all worked out. That's good. Well, another great moment of the weekend, by the way. One a highlight was the Maori Talangi pass because like being there, oh, yeah, was, seeing that, was, that that was crazy. Yeah, that's sick in the corner in front of us. Yeah. Also, Alex Johnson scoring in the corner in front of us and me getting very belligerent towards the anti-Alex Johnston brigade. It was quite nice. I, I don't remember that part. You'd fleed. You were scared of the <laughs> retribution. Retribution, yeah, that was it. That, that was, I was very afraid. Mm. Um, I think I went and got frozen cocktails. It was hot. You, that oh, day. mate, the frozen cocktails were a highlight. I don't know. It's, it's, it's one the of those line, things, though, mate, is the, the line. The older you get, mate, you just, Jesus is sugary. You know, you're like, Jesus, there's a lot of sugar in this thing, you know, when you drink something, you're like, a bit sweet. <laughs> You know, like a, a sour oh, one. Oh. Give me a sour cocktail next that's year. That's true. Yeah, no fair point. You know, that's it. Like they've got a oh, mate. There we go. He's talking about uh, sour frozen drinks. Where I live now, there's like two 7-Elevens. Like they're one of those classic drinks is like one either side of the road. You know, Very so they're like 300 meters and 400 meters away. And they have that low, the low sugar Slurpees now that are a dollar. And mate, there is sour grapefruit. Low sugar Slurpee, mate. I'll be pounding them. It's cheaper than water, mate. Why would I drink water? I <laughs> we walked out there, pay three dollars from Mount Franklin or a dollar for three Slurpees. You know, dollar each. Like, yeah, I mean, it's you're basic map. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I'm an economist. You know, I'm a <laughs> very, very frugal man. But yeah, those those are delicious. They should put alcohol in them and put them at Magic Round. Um, best and worst person you met? Uh, the best was all the patrons at the meetup. Uh, I will say shout out to Joey Gooch living up to the name Joey Gooch. Great dude. There yeah. you go. Just, um, uh, I didn't really have any bad interactions with anyone. Worst person I met myself mm. uh, after the, uh, most of the weekend. 
terrible human. Or an unnamed friend who was ejected from the premises on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, not that one. Though. Not the Hastings guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> we disavow, disavow the yes. Hastings guy. That was uh, not the guy. <laughs> Uh, Cam's next question How exciting but boring Have the NBA playoffs been Long series But not many close games Also uh, anyone beating the Warriors Yes The Celtics will beat the Heat And then they will beat the Warriors Hashtag Boston Strong Etc It's It's so. been a really shitty playoffs But it's one of those weird NBA seasons And I'm not trying to knock The teams that are going to win it Because of, you know They're still good teams But it, it doesn't feel like and it hasn't felt like all season that there's been a championship team as dumb as it sounds to say that, you know, it's like we went through these periods of having great teams dueling off or similar. And then to me, the, the, the three best teams in the league are the Warriors, the Celtics and the Bucks. And the Celtics and the Bucks had to meet without Chris Middleton. And also like Bob Williams is hurt too, but that wasn't, it was a seven game series, but a couple of those games weren't great games. Whatever. Warriors had a, a kind of like Timberwolves and Grizzlies, great series. A couple of good games, Grizzly Warriors. And then pretty much every other series is sucked. And every other game is sucked. And the Heat are a if you if you're not a Heat fan, Heat games suck. They win games, they do, they defend really well. They're not entertaining, mate. And you, you've even watching the Celtics play them, right? Like they they do they do a really good job on double and triple teaming, really good defense. But like when you watch the playoffs, honestly. You just sometimes you just want to, want to watch some superstars go off, right? And they haven't got that player, and it's not Jimmy Butler. And even if you, even if Jimmy has a good game, people don't go off by scoring like, uh, like forty points from two point range. It's not called that's not going off. You know, you want to see some dudes pull off some massive highlight plays, and they just don't do that. You know, yeah, they're not an exciting team. So that's been dull. But I think a lot of people who hate LeBron are starting to get a taste of what the LeBronless NBA playoffs can be like. It's happened twice now, but like. I'm not trying to jerk off LeBron, but, you know, a couple of years ago, like when the Cavs were missing Kyrie and Kevin Love, LeBron put up that stupid game when he scored like, was he played for 47 minutes, sat for like 40 seconds, you know, scored like 37, had like 15 and 15. Mm. And it's a stupid bar he set, but we have this thing in the Tate game with, with sports. We set these dumb bars for guys that like, you know, LeBron's a fraud or those guys are frauds because... He carried only so much and they lost. But you see the thing now is that like without these like super teams as we had, it's actually not as fun in the playoffs, even though I don't like the super team thing, you know? It's it's been weird. So yeah, good answer. Like the, know, the blowouts have been bizarre, mate. How and it's not just um the fact there's blowout. It's weird how games have gone, you know, team wins by twenty, loses by twenty against the same team. And this like the, the Suns Maverick series is the worst seven game series I've ever seen. Someone probably thinks can think of a better one, but that series, every, like every single game was a blowout. Like we just want to see. There's been seven clutch minutes played in the last like two rounds of the playoffs. As it's that seven minutes at the end of the game that have been close. Yeah, in sports like people got remember people got bored at the end of basketball. They used to say because there's too many stoppages at the end. Well, there's been no reason to stop the last few, well, the most of the playoffs because the game's been over. Maybe tomorrow will be different. Draymond Green having that free throw get stuck on the hoop was pretty cool. That was, that was, but like, you know, even like I said, like Heat Celtics might be potentially close, but even that series, mate, every single game has been blown out in the first quarter and the Heat have won two quarters of the entire series. They've won two games. It's pretty bad. It's just not great basketball. I don't, you know, I'm not going to say there's a solution or anything, but it just feels like we're in that weird, it's a bit of a weird spot and it's not saying like if the Clippers had Kawhi and Paul George fit, they would have won or any of that garbage stuff, but you start to miss a bit of that star player come playoff time. 
and you've you know that team you've seen what's missing there. Uh, you know, LeBron and the Lakers being shit house was fun. It, they were terrible all season, but you just you wish there was a LeBron team. I do anyway in the playoffs. And yeah, just mediocre. And I wish Chris Wilson didn't get hurt. Anyway, next question. West Life Podcast. Bungard, give us three good reasons why the Tigers fans should give your crummy franchise <laughs> for the disgraceful behavior that was 1909 grand final. Paint I'll, give you, I'll give you one. 1969 grand final. We're even. What's that one? Uh, that's when uh, Balmain beats South and Poppy Bungard says that Balmain were wasting time from the first minute of the game, lying down, returning to be injured, conning the ref, etc., for the full 80 minutes. So, um, yeah. And who am I to disagree with him? Okay. Um, next question. So you get one, one of three good reasons. Well, that's what, one's enough. That'll do. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Um, D. Loverick, here we go. Why all the outroar on the gag I no try? That's the regrip try from the Knights Broncos game. This that's been disallowed all year. Is the average general fan that thick or I'm so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Uh yeah, it's he dropped it. I mean that that's it. I like I'm I'm one of those people I actually don't I don't care about regripping, right? Because you but that's what it is. It's the interpretation. And that has been it's one of the ones that consistently ruled like that. But we're also talking about fans that were angry about the Bulldogs knocking the ball on and not getting it like a clear knock on against South, right? And not getting a try given for like whatever reason. Like that's what we're dealing with. People who think that's the bunk bunker got a call right and they didn't like it. And people think that's an issue with the game. Yeah. So that's the level of brain news we're dealing with on the, the gag I won. Uh, Bungard's mentor. With the successful reverse cursing of Ricky's Raiders, Selwyn Cobber and Luke Brooks' position swap, what else ca- can my mentee Mitch fix in the universe? Whomstead? Uh, hmm. What do you want to fix? I mean, we've got to... So I reverse that... curse the Cowboys as well. Yeah. So... Um, what else do I want to get? I want to be shitty at? I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean... I've already got the Broncos doing well now after being shitty. Then we've been yelling at South for a few weeks. That's that's a reverse curse you'd like, obviously. Well, I mean, Latrell and Cam will come back and everything will be fine. The Brooks position swap is funny. <laughs> it like, he just it tags is. it in there with like a big W. It's like, no, like Hastings has been good. Yes. Mm. Really showed us. Guy we called one of the best signs of the season in the, in the preseason podcast with the Tigers. Yeah. Really, really got us. And uh, happy for Selwyn. But yeah, what else? We what, what can we fix? I don't want to fix anything else. I don't know. I don't Fuck feel yourself. like help anybody. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Matt Coleman. <clears throat> he said, which current NRL player would you expect to make a run into politics post-career? And he's talking more David Pocock than Mal. I Mandela. mean, there's, there's only one guy that clearly stands out to this, right? I'm, I'm assuming we're thinking the same person you go. Christian Welch. No, there's two. Oh, who are you thinking? Daly Chair Evans. Mm, I don't know, but see, like Welch, like Welch interacts with fans online and has like thoughtful opinions on things and stuff. Chair Evans is just like fake around reporters. I don't know if he is the has the same no, a lot sort of headphones dropped out. <laughs> I didn't hear anything you just said. Oh, I said like Welch offers like like thoughtful opinions on the game and the state of the game and, and how to change it and stuff. And he, he interacts with fans and he seems like he mm-hmm. is a bit of a thinker. Chair Evans is just a, a fake person around reporters. 
that sounds like the politician. The other one sounds right. like a good person. Ah, you got that mixed up, <laughs> right? So Welch, Welch is going to run as a Labor or Greens member, and Daly is going to be a Liberal, is what you're saying. Member for Oringa, mate. He's going to be up there. Okay, the All right. for I could definitely see absolute that, to be honest. Up, absolute garbage reporters. You said putting some fake skin on, just talking absolute bullshit as he does. And then trying to be really sweet and nice, and you know, same thing when he talked about when he when he left the t- chose the uh, manly ever Titans. He was just like, oh guys, just for my family, it's a real tough one for my family, whatever. Yeah, he's 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 well auditioned. Uh, but in the real stakes, mate, who knows? Because the you know, Clive Palmer's got some boys. There's going to be that's some- true. There'll be some boys like um, Jared Wallace <laughs> just ends up yeah. being Clive Palmer's candidate somewhere on the Gold Coast. Yeah, but I do think we're in the stage, like, and it's happened globally as well. It's happened in American cinema, but we're at that point that those guys, ex-athletes, are going more and more into spaces like the political game because people are voting for names they know more than things they give a shit about. So Mm. we'll probably see more and more footy players go down that path. There's only so many of them that can keep sucking the rugby league teeth or go into real estate or, or, you know, go into crypto (laughs) or or whatever. But good on David Poker. Yeah. and last one here, uh, can the Boom Rookies team please help? My friend Cody was last seen walking onto the field at Apex Oval and Double has not been seen since. He's dearly missed by his loved ones. He's about five foot ten, was wearing red and green, also responds to the name Fraudy. <laughs> Any help in getting the word out is appreciated. <laughs> that that help, my God. Oh, uh, it's from Dave. Like it, it, yeah, no, it's 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 not even like the clever. Cody Fraudster no. was right there. Now, when he said, when it also responds to Fraudy, that's when he got me. I know Cody. No, but been, he's been calling it. He's, he, he's, yeah, which I said to him last week, and he was like, oh, Fraudy Walker. And I was like, you realize Cody Fraudster was right there and you fucked it. I have to help these morons make their shitty little jokes, Mitch, and they still fuck it. So, I mean, I don't know. He's feeling himself a lot for a guy whose team is five and six. Fuck. God, I fucking hate the Raiders. Bunch of fucking cunts. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cody Walker's not playing well. I am officially worried. Um, I don't really know what is going to change soon, but I'm sure when the trail comes back, things will get better. But I, I just, I just want nothing but sadness for Dave and all the other Raiders fans. <laughs> Every single one of them, they deserve sadness. It's all of them. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny rivalry because it's not a traditional one. Well, I, it's not a rivalry. I just like, they just celebrate mediocrity so much. And it just like, it, it annoys me. You know what I mean? Like, it's can you imagine rivalry. if it's not though? It's I'm just like baffled by their obsession with me and with South. Cause it's like, can you imagine if like, I just brought up Jackson Paulo scoring that moonwalk try against Manly in the prelim last year, all the fucking time, even though we lost the grand final in heartbreaking circumstances. You'd be like, what are you doing, Matt? Like, this is weird behavior. This is loser behavior. And yet they've been obsessed with the Canberra equivalent of that since 2019. I'm not with no signs of it letting up anytime soon. I think um, a lot of also with yourself, it comes <laughs> because it garners a reaction to, you know? I mean, it's not really. Like, I just, I just pity them. I do. Like, it sucks that they've never seen their team win a competition since it was called the NRL. Like... I feel bad for them in that regard. I, I truly do. But at the same time, like you can't replace winning titles with just like pretending that things that aren't title wins are title wins. I'm, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll cling to this 
20 point win in Dubbo in round 11 and, and, and hold on to it until 2028 and be like, Oh, geez. Remember that time that when, when some fuck went through some fucking flick pass. Yeah. Well, we still haven't won a fucking comp since 1990, whatever, but that was cool. Yeah. yeah great. But, but, but to be fair, I agree with your point on the prelim, but I don't agree with your point that those other games, we can't remember them and do that because only one team wins every year. Sports is more about more than rings and the, at the end of it. So I do think I'm not saying it's not, I'm not yeah. saying it isn't, but they're not replaceable, right? And you can't no. just harp, harp on about these things. It's it's nice to remember things from time to time. Like it was it was yeah. nice when Reese Wester threw that pass that went eight meters forward to Dylan Farrell and we scored he scored a hat trick and we won a golden point. Mm-hmm. It was nice. I don't bring it up every day. Yes, yeah. well, I mean, it comes up and you're like, oh, you just would be my my relationship with the Cowboys and the, and the Titans fan bases generally. Yeah, it's just like sad. I don't care. They care. Yeah, I don't. Like, I wish you the best. Like, just go win a comp. You know, <laughs> maybe you'll shut the fuck up about things that aren't important then. Okay, over onto Discord now. How far back do I scroll? We just keep oh, going. Just don't. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, we're not going to make a lot of them are too much re- references of that last week. So, uh, no, 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 no. Okay, this is one from last week that's not bad. Mario Siegs. Genuine question for Bungard. Alex Johnson goes on to beat the record for try scores. Somebody yeah. immediately makes a highlights package of his career tries. Is it a good highlights package? Yeah, he's got heaps of, especially in his first couple of years, he's got heaps of tries where he's gone like 50 meters or more. Like <laughs> he's not going to have, and I don't think really, he's not going to have a bunch of Wendell Saylor-esque tries where he bounces through six dudes, but he's he's beaten his man plenty of times. I mean, it's, scored... I, I, I think we'll get... I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Bunga, but what we're getting stuck on there is that obviously a lot of us like to laugh at Johnson being catch and fall. It doesn't mean it wasn't a sick try. It means, okay, his effort might not have been special on a lot of them, but if you watch a, if you watch a highlights play, essentially at the South Lake Ledge, Ledge attack of, of a decade, there are going to be some lots of good tries in there. Lots of sick off-ball movements, lots of good work from other people, so it'll be entertaining. It's not like he just like they throw the ball to him, you know, hands and he puts a ball down. Yeah. Uh, okay. One of my two favorite, uh, I think my two favorite Alex Johnson tries, one at the far end of the shithousery scale was, of course, the under 11s try against the Roosters, yeah. which was amazing. Uh, and then also against the Roosters in 2015, if you remember, uh, Greg Inglis picked the ball up like eight meters deep in his own in goal, pushed away yeah. from Matt McKilrick, I think, <laughs> and just, Gave it to Johnson 20 meters out from his own line. And Brad Fittler and commentary said, try the moment Johnson got the ball. And he just dusted everyone, went 80 meters and scored. And, you know, he's got a few like that in his locker. He got one, he had a similar one against Newcastle in 2014 as well. Um, he's had scored plenty of sick tries. Um, <laughs> and he'll score plenty more. Um, even the one on the weekend, I thought was a pretty good try. He beat two defenders and scored. Like, it was a good finish. Mm. But and one of the yeah. long field ones I can remember is the. Uh... Is it the Titans when he like got a loose kick and actually beat the like he beat the fullback oh, yeah, yeah. back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran yeah. like eighty or ninety up the guts. Pretty sure he's got a sick one against the Raiders away in twenty fourteen too, but maybe I'm getting that mixed up with Dylan Walker. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But he he scored a couple of full field on ones, and oh, yeah, if you're not under no illusion, it's not going to be Inglis's highlights package, obviously. But no one's is. No, exactly. Like Brett Morris is going to have a lot of catch and falls as well. That's just the reality of. 
yes. works. Well, it's a reality if, if you're going to finish in a top try score. I mean, how many of Billy Slater's are him just like supporting someone else off a line break and catching the yeah. draw and pass and I mean, running yeah. it under the post? Like 50 of them. So, like, if you're going to end up breaking the NL try scoring record, let's be honest, 75% of them will be finishing a backline movement. That's just how it is. Yeah. Like, you know, like right. even like my boy Corey Oates scores a shitload of good tries, right? Mm. But all, like, it's not like a hundred of them have been bangers. A lot of them have been like he just finishes in the corner after a, a good backline movement. And there's a reason why these guys don't <laughs> score lots of tries when the team's going poorly. Anyway, good question, Mario. Anyway, next question. Uh, West, uh, Viet Tigers asked, are the West Tigers cursed? Where is my free? He asked this before they won. So just move on, I guess. But good job beating the Bulldogs. Yeah, they did. They did beat the Bulldogs. And I've already been, people complain we didn't talk about them enough in the recap. Like, oh, yeah, praise you. You beat the Bulldogs. Fantastic. And yep. New Brown is the second coming of a bench hookup. Mm. There you go. <laughs> beat an NRL team. Then we'll talk. Yeah, there we go. Uh, well, they got one this weekend. Could be interesting. Uh, they probably beat us again. Fuck me. Yeah, Ken Murray Tough will be times. a big inclusion if you're on the back of Nichols. I don't, I don't want him to play. Who uh, Murray? Yeah, is he going to only play Origin? No, I don't. I just want to rest for another couple of weeks, but he won't. Yeah, so he won't. Yeah. Uh, Rough Belly says, "Who would be funnier fisting Sharon's in 2023? Bill uh, Kickout or Joe Swali After all the hype, well, I mean, the sight of Viliami Kickout playing AFL would objectively be funnier, way funnier. But I can't imagine a world where that is going to happen." I mean, that'd be hilarious seeing him with the, the 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 hair he has being like a Fiji and playing it. And then like Suwali at least has like a bit more of the body type for, for AFL anyway. Yeah. And he played Union too. It's probably a bit more, bit a better kicker of the ball maybe. But yeah, I think it'd be much fu- funny if it was kick out. Like Suwali going there after hype isn't exactly that funny, you know? No. Yeah. Uh... Okay, next question here. uh, Brenton Sloan says, in honor of Zach Wolford's magic debut for his old man's club, what are some of the best slash favorite father-son stories in rugby league and and other sports? Well, there's not as many of them in other sports, is there? I don't know. Like, what's um, what's Alex Ferguson's son's name again? Darren. Yeah. How was he? Also, Bob McCarthy's son, also Darren. There you go. Did Darren Ferguson (laughs) play for him as a player? Uh, I don't I think, think so. I, th- I think he did. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Have you got a game? I don't know. I don't know. I think he might have. Uh, whatever. He's got many sons. Um, I don't know if there's a... like. You're, he's more talking father-son, so it's like father-son. Fo- it's not even like... It's not really a father-son story, what you're saying, really. It's just that father played for club and then son played for it too. <laughs> like, there was a yeah. stat where I think... Bob McCarthy was like the first coach to win against his son or something like that because his son was playing for like the, a team that was not, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously we've got the Clearies. Well, yeah. Going on out I there. Can't but... tell. I can't tell. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other father-son duos that have been really like really good. I mean, <laughs> Kevy and Billy, no. Well, I mean, um, can we just, can we just extend the family because this is, this segment's dying very quickly, so let's just pivot. Um, when mm-hmm. South got all four Bur- Burgess boys on the field and they all took hit-ups one after another, that was cool. Um, John and also Scott Sattler, they're not bad. Yeah, also go. when two brothers coached against each other in the Super Bowl, that was cool. Yeah, okay, a better version of what the Wolfwoods are. <laughs> I just thought of this one here. The Rogerses, Steve and Matt. 
Yeah, that works. Like, like you know, two guys playing for the same club. But you see, you know, when they're at your club, maybe you guys are romanticized. Like, obviously, Raiders fans like this stuff more. I couldn't give a fuck that Billy is Kevy's son. Yeah. You know, and Kevy was like, I couldn't give a fuck if Alfie Langer's son played for us or not either, you know, for example. Do you think anyone had more pressure on themselves to be good than Geordie Cruyff? Johan Cruyff's God. son coming through the Barcelona Academy. Yeah. And at the Barcelona as well, mate. Like he played 40 games for him. He like he, he and then he played he for Manchester okay, United and he did okay. Now he's a Barcelona, yeah. he's got some jobs for the boys thing. So good on him. Yeah, well, well Freddie's son looks all right. I've seen him play some juniors. He yeah, looks, he looks like got this, yeah. None of the John's kids look particularly special, but Freddie's son is like a is giant, and that's obviously oh. always counts for something. But you know, you've had like what are other ones we had recently? We had Mitch Pierce. Ugh. Um oh yeah, John and John and the Hoppers. Uh, I mean that could go either way, really. Uh the, oh mate, wh- why don't we reunite the Flanagans at the Bulldogs? Everyone be, everyone at Fox nice. wants it. Yeah, it's true. Did you see that by the way? It was like him begging for the job on TV last night. I did you are you asking if I watched NRL no, 360. I didn't watch 360 either, but <laughs> okay. I did see the clip from it that Shane Flanagan was talking about how much he loved the coach the Bulldogs. Unless it's and Cooper Crom dusting fuckwits yeah. for 20 minutes. I, and, I haven't seen it. And he did do the leading thing with like one of the reasons why I say like people coaches would take these shit jobs. But he's like, this. he said there's only 16 clubs, which is true. But it's like when you're applying for a job, I don't know if that's what you want to say. Or he, when you're meeting with Gus, why do you want this job? It's like, well, well there's, not there's only 16 of them. Of them. There's, <laughs> there's only 16 of them and the other ones are taken. <laughs> All right, we might just skip some of these questions that are very magic round specific about. Yeah, like, I've got to do that. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, that's Viet Tiger asked about Phoenix Suns and Parramatta. Yeah, too, too too much yeah. time's passed. Too much part. Yep. Uh, not too much magic round. So, so a lot of those six vibes questions. I like that, but that's mm. fine. Uh, okay, Steve asks if there was an NRL draft lottery, speculate on which representatives might be chosen by each club. For example. Would Mal for the Titans? Would Mal give himself the nod, or would they go for good times vibes with Preston Campbell type? Oh mate, it reminds um, me of like you know the Magic Round promotion last year, which is like any person who was in Brisbane. Oh yeah, South Legend uh, Ethan Lowe. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's what it would be like for the because like the draft lottery. So the way the, the <laughs> AFL does it still, it looks like you know down at your local club. You know, just sitting. Yeah, with- Dan Gilbert's fucking kid getting the first pick for like the fifth time. It's great. Yeah, but you know, it's much more professional over there. It'd just be whoever's around if it yeah. NRL draft lottery. If uh, I would want, obviously, want Titans legend David Coltrane Taylor representing both Titans. Souths, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Titans. I like that. He's got like a quad, like four polos stitched together, and he's doing quadruple duty. He's getting four <laughs> paychecks because he deserves it. Uh. Michael Darren says, Joel Kane says, if you attempt a field goal and miss, you should challenge immediately. What can what? the referee look at? I recall him saying that the Dragons, <laughs> and unfortunately, nobody was offside. I love Joel so, Kane. Wait, so, so, saying if you, so he's a takesman, one of the great takesmen. This take, are we trying to say that you're, if you miss, you're just challenging and hoping someone was like cheating? I guess, but the, the, yeah. Actually, you know what? Not terrible. If the ball goes I mean, out, you can challenge. Look, to be fair, in some situations, I don't think it's the worst thing. That, say you're in golden point. You've got a challenge left. Yeah. And you also want the breather. Probably yeah, isn't like, the actually, worst thing to do. You know what? Joel Kane's back. This is not a bad idea. But it does depend on the situation. If you just miss one of those open field goals or no one even charges, tries to charge down, it's like, yeah, okay, you're not, you can't challenge yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey Goats, Broncos scored six tries tonight. Could it be more oh. clear that we are getting 06 vibes? Mate, we are getting 06 vibes everywhere. Don't need, in 06, we lost to the night, so, so we'll just ignore that. Mm. 
Snyderfield scores. When you pay fifty dollars to sit on a wet, muddy hill in one of the worst stadiums in the country to watch sixteen. That's absolutely scandalous. Six p.m. on Friday. Yeah, so like our tickets for fifty dollars or something last Friday. Like Jesus Christ. They've actually pre- like historically done a pretty good job at keeping Leichhardt ticket prices down. Yeah, I, I was shocked at that. I've gone there. It's been like 25 bucks before. So like, yeah. are we sure I, that that I was accurate? Once. I went there once when they, was when they hosted the Cowboys mm. and it was $5 tickets. Like, you know, and I yeah, did right. that same. And I went, I think they did the same thing. I went to Campbelltown. Like me and my old man would just go to some games. I think they did Campbelltown once. Same thing, five buck tickets. I can't remember who they played, but we went to it. And uh, this... Well, now it makes a bit more sense. Obviously, it was wet, but it makes more sense. Well, there's only 15K there as well, if that's what they were charging. But, uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. I get it, the ticket prices stuff. Everyone thinks they're garbage. And same with jersey prices, but it's just never going to change, is it? No. I think jersey AFL prices are the bigger are, concern for me. But. Yeah, I think AFL fans are bitching like their crowds are going down or something, mm. which is like, Maybe that'll be funny because they tie their entire identity to people going to the games. So, mm. like, yeah, they've had some pretty shit crowds. I mean, the Giants always get shit crowds. They had some for them shit crowds, like you know, lots of lots of games under twenty thousand. So, I don't know, but they're blaming oh, no. coronavirus, not costs, because that's what. Oh no! Doing. What Christian Welch could be cancelled. That's what when re- I early when I read NRL.com, That's what I just clicked on. Oh dear, like, Chris! Do I bring it up in the question time? But you're bringing it up now. It's all right. Well, I mean, yeah, seven changes yeah. I'd make if I was NRL CEO. Most of them great, but uh, Magic Round in New Zealand, Christian, no, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, and the the hard knock style thing, uh, like a document. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I actually opened the story and I'm reading it. Yeah. It's two magic rounds. It is. It's not moving one. So. All right. Well, Christian Welch is back. He's back. So he's seven points for those. Oh, no. Home. He's he's, he's yep. done again. The, I got back. I just got to the play in tournament one. Yep. So first ah. change of draw moved the grand final. So I don't like that one. <laughs> so I like him moving some of the draw. Uh, he changed the schedule a bit, which he'd bring some games forward. So he'd pink up, like move 750 games to 730. But it's not up to you. If it was up to me, I'd do this. Like, there's a reason why it's there, Christian. It's not worth moving 20 minutes to get some less money. And then moving the grand and moving the grand final. He'd uh, move the grand final to the 4 p.m. decider again. Hmm. Uh, invest in LW. Uh, it's I... an easy thing to say. Yeah. yeah two Good. magic rounds, whatever. A drive to survive hard knock style docuseries. I think people want this less than we say they do. You know? I didn't watch the Tigers one. I watched it out of boredom kind of thing. It, it, that's what the difference is made. It's like, it's not going to be like Hard Knocks, right? Where they put heats in it and invest in it. And even then, like, that's kind of become repetitive and boring too. I've I, very much gone off Hard Knocks in recent years. I haven't watched it the last like three seasons, really. I've, like, yeah. I used to oh, I've it started it. I've started it, but not yeah. got through it. But it's just become the same thing, right? It's all it is every off season. And of, of course, it's going to become like that. But yeah, it's just, I'm prone more behind the scenes stuff. It doesn't have to be a hard knock style thing though for preseason. Uh, the final structure changing. I hate that. The play in uh, take the 18th somewhere new. Yep, pro. Uh, and it focuses international game pro. I mean, most of it's good. A lot of it's popular stuff too. Though. It's easy to say these things. The things you change if you see. Yeah. Anyway, next question. Uh, Magic Manny McPeas, Harry Grant tanking the storm. We can only release to join his spiritual home of the Dolphins. Mate, you just worry about signing anybody. You got your good friend, you and eight can reunited with you. That's good. He gets to come up there. To, you see, they're posting their signings on LinkedIn, Vanguard. That's good. Who? The, the Dolphins. 
Oh, because right. like I saw they they like, they put the tw- they put a tweet out right, and they don't link it anywhere, and they don't say anything. They just like you know player signs. So I asked that question on our Discord, and someone showed me that on LinkedIn. That's where they post all the, the information. How weird. Whatever. Uh, Brenton Sloan asked the Raiders back, and Matty asked the South back, and then Six again asked, "Did Ricky have the Raiders in NRL right where he wanted them?" Uh, I can't really understand what's made them better, but they just neither, neither, neither can I, mate. But good on them. I mean, and it's not just us again. Like again, like we, everyone, Raiders fans look the same. Everyone saw how they were playing and thought they wouldn't spoon down. Probably time for Ricky to go, but once again, somehow he dipped back in the well. I don't know how. Yeah, but I thought did like after the game, Papali speak is speaking fifty fifty. But also enjoyed. Um, he got asked in an interview about his like relationship with Ricky Stewart, and even him all, like publicly says love hate. <laughs> you know, like he's a he's a strange dude, Ricky. Uh, Mario says the Fox will have it right along by never placing Ricky on their covered and pressure, <laughs> pressure list. I well, guess so. Just it's it disappeared for a couple of weeks. It's come back though with Ricky. Ricky, uh, they look. Uh, I don't know how many times. Your old pal Bungard has to tell you people to stop engaging with like outrage porn that's rolled out by these websites. There was a power rankings thing today, and they Cowboys were above Penrith right. on it. They got it right. And Broncos third. Great. Anyway, obviously, anything that doesn't have Penrith as the top team is not worth engaging with or responding to because it's clearly just been done to get a reaction out of you. And yet, and they got it. And yet, got the reaction, Mitchell. I enjoyed how some of the arrows were clearly wrong too. It had Knights not changing position, but Bulldogs have gone up and they have Knights 16th and, and Bulldogs 15th. That can't be possible. It's, it's always the quality work at, at Fox there, but well, the power rankings have got a uh, Broncos third, Storm down to fifth on the power rankings. Power rankings are the dumbest bullshit that's ever sort of seeped into like modern sports coverage. Yeah. I hated it when I had to do them. I've never paid attention to reading them. I always laugh at them. They're very stupid. If you want power rankings, look at the fucking ladder. That's what it's for. Yes. And I do understand by the end of the season, teams will be different form or similar, but who gives a fuck around 11 power rankings? Yep. I don't give a shit. All right. Like, no, yeah. Okay. Next question. Uh, regarding South from RCB Sharks, is it, is it a grand final? Is it this a grand final hangover? A Wayne hangover? Losing the only premiership halfback in decades hangover or all of the above? Or none of well, the above? We talked about them a lot yesterday. But obviously, not having Adam Reynolds is bad. No one's arguing that. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, Latrell Mitchell's their best player, and he's played what three games, three and a half games, I think, this year. Uh, that doesn't help. Um, a bunch of teething problems with new combinations and stuff, which haven't gelled, which is clear to anyone watching that that's what's going on. A um, bunch of guys have, especially in the last few weeks, taken a little bit of a step backwards. Uh, Cody Walker's not playing well. Damian Cook's not playing well. Um, it's no one thing and it could easily turn mm-hmm. around. Like we just saw, we've seen the Raiders and the Broncos turn their seasons around pretty quickly. Like it can easily turn around when, you know, our two best players come back and maybe everyone starts playing a little better. Maybe it won't. Mm-hmm. But right now, I mean, I don't know. I never really buy into premiership hangovers. I think the grandfather hangovers and things like that. I, I know there's, a, I know that there is actual statistical like information to back up that that is a real thing a lot of the time, but I don't really buy into that all that much. Like, I mean, Penrith's grand final defeat hangover was to go on and win the comp last year. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I buy into the uh, Wayne hangover thing because uh, I agree with that. All the yes. past. It's it's it, obviously when you sack one of the greatest coaches of all, coaches of all time, when you move on, the next coach is likely not going to be as good. Even yeah. if even if Dimitri becomes a good coach, it's you know you got rid of Wayne Bennett and replaced him. That's just going to happen. 
Yeah. So that was like always going to happen. We factored, like, you know, when I thought South to finish like sixth out of the year, I factored that in. I think they'd be, I thought they'd be worse him without Reynolds and without Wayne. Uh, but yeah, they've been worse than that. But as you said, missing some of their best players and they're not, they're not a, a roster that's deep. It's a roster that does rely on the star player. It does rely on like Latrell and Cam Murray and they, and they spent their cap in those positions and went cheap on the, the shitty outside backs. And without guys like Latrell and similar, yeah, the other guys are not great. You know, they don't, but uh, I don't think it's, it's a combination of many factors you said, mate. And it gets, when it gets boiled down to like post Wayne and just Reynolds being gone, I don't think you're covering enough of what's going on at South. I think it's still too early to sort of say that their season's over and all that stuff, but yeah, they got to sort some shit out very quickly. They do. And as you said, though, the weird thing this year has been teams have figured it out quickly. What we've got, what was happening this season now reminds me of like, what was about 2018 or so, it started getting weird that like you could just pick every finalist in almost every game pretty pretty well. And uh, teams didn't really flip their form or anything. But this, you know, this happened all the time, rugby league. Teams would start the season really shit for like eight weeks and then flip their season in two weeks. We're going back to that way. We've got to get ourselves out of the, the mentality of the last few years. But it's much more enjoyable though. Uh, Eddie and Zed, what does the Broncos re-signing of Sir Herbert Farmer say about the Dolphins' recruitment strategy? Sure, they could offer more cash in Brisbane. So what's turning players away? What is turning players away? I think it's the fact that they know they're probably going to be near the bottom of the table next year. No one really wants to sign up for mm-hmm. getting a wooden spoon. I think the fact that Farnworth signed a one-year deal with Brisbane is a bit of a clue. The fact that Cody Nikarima suddenly has a one-year option to stay He's in South next year. Sake. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're seeing a lot of that because I think now it's clear, to me anyway, that a lot of these players who could be difference makers at the the uh, eyeing off being there in season number two rather than season number one because season number one it looks like it's going to be a bit of a write-off and they don't want to waste 12 months just getting smashed yep and i think you're right there and even things like milford's already talking to the knights about another year potentially you know and he looked locked in they still probably have a shot at they'll have a real big shot at munster and, and reese walsh but i think a lot of it also comes down to like the time they were and we spoke about this when it first happened they were given like two weeks till november 1st to start signing players You've would anyone care? If, would anyone care if the NRL just went, "Look, boys, let's just give it another year"? Well, the players obviously would. Oh yeah, but, but they but... should. That's what it should have always been. Like, <laughs> didn't even like. I know when the Titans came in, it was it was a year and a half, and it doesn't sound like a big difference. But the massive difference between getting your license in March and your license in, in October or, or November is that like ninety five percent of players haven't resigned already. Like essentially, when they in that one or two weeks in November, when they missed out on the big four or five signings they went after, it was like over for them. It was like, oh, fuck, you know, who can we sign now? And once you miss those guys, as you said, mate, there's a lot of guys who don't want to be the one or two good player there. And, you know, it's not, and it's an issue I raised when they became a club. At the time, there wasn't a point of difference that would make guys go there. You know, it's just another team in Brisbane. If you want to play in Brisbane, well, Herbie Farmworth has resigned in Brisbane. You know, if you want to play in Brisbane, like there's, there's the Titans, there's the Broncos. There's also, if you want to go to North Queensland, there's the Cowboys. There's enough options. You know, guys aren't really locked into... Oh, I want to go play in Redcliffe or for Redcliffe. We haven't even had someone, you know, a Redcliffe boy, my ass, come through and play for them or want to play there. There's that issue. But yeah, the, the lead in they had was terrible. And maybe they'll fix it. And they'll have time. They'll have time and money on their side. And, but yeah, I don't think these guys, like as you said, Herbie signed one year because, yeah, why would you not? I'd rather stay in a team that's now winning for a year, see if I get my crack at fullback. And if not, like the, the Dolphins will still be there. There'll be other teams. There'll be other teams with salary cap the year after. Because right now it's like players are pretty much seems to be choosing staying or like going to the Dolphins. 
you know, or small deals. And Nick Green one was funny, mate, because he felt like, he said it felt like he was locked on, but even he put a player option mm. to see if he could yeah. stay. So, uh, yeah, that they're, they're, they're up shit creek. And I know there'll be some guys that come available at a later date. You know, some clubs will let him go, and they'll be able to talk to guys for the following year in November. But yeah, they just there's not many good players left off contract, and I wouldn't in, you know, in the same boot some of these players unless you're getting paid a lot, lot more than your current club. Why would you go there? No, I can't. I don't know. Like, because I, again, I have no doubt that they probably offered one or two hundred k more in a lot of these instances, but that's not. It is a lot of money, but it's not enough for mine to go and play there for a year early when you could go there a year after anyway. Like when Fafida left Brisbane to go to Titans, right? It wasn't for an extra hundred K. It was like an extra five hundred K. You know, it's a big difference there. You know, he didn't he didn't jump at eight hundred or at a million, he jumped at one point two million. And it's the same thing. I don't think they want to firstly lock up all their cap and overpaying guys and guys that want to go there. But I, I still think I think they're a really good shot on Reese Walsh because he does fall in that bucket of like Yeah. Wants to stay in Queensland, but also the other teams. And don't also, really have a spot. Um, like his, if he stays with this team, he's going to get smashed anyway. So, yeah, exactly. So, and, you know, maybe they might be able to pick up as well. Like something has to give it the Titans with Brimson and Jaden Campbell, in my opinion, they're signing four. And maybe that's also an option for them as well. And Reese Walsh wants to play, like, it's talked about playing six at some point. Maybe that becomes a thing, him six and like Campbell fullback or something. I don't know, but they'll, they'll have some guys end of the year they'll be able to get off. They'll be able to get, but it's not looking pretty. But whatever, as you, as you said, Bungard, uh, I think if the club self-aware plays self-aware, they'll be building towards twenty twenty-four anyway. They'll just accept that they're going to be shit the first year, which isn't great for an expansion team. But what else can you do? Uh, Brenton Sloan, is it time to sound the foghorn? That's Jamal Fogarty's return. I guess they've got a foghorn. They need more. Oh, okay. They need more dumb soundings in Canberra, Bungard. They've got the. The Viking horn, the Viking clap, and they need a fog horn. Yeah, great. Give him another okay. fucking. Who cares? Big. Uh, Mario Siegs will Lodge crack the Wallabies team. Uh, what is this a thing? Is he playing rugby? Oh, union? You, oh I played. I saw he played like reserve grade rugby union or some shit. In. Yeah, well, that's why I said I um I think he's still got. So I still think he's getting paid by the Warriors. That couldn't prove it more to me if you get me that he's still currently getting paid. He's just giving shit. He's playing reserve. He's playing like second grade rugby. Yeah. Somewhere. So maybe he hasn't got a contact lineup this year though. So who knows where he goes next year? I mean, again, the Dolphins would be an option for him. Absolutely zero doubt. Uh, uh, six again. Is it time for to get Phil Gould into rebuild the coalition's pathways? <laughs> He'll sort it out. He would get him in there, mate. Philip Ronald. Nothing Bill. he can't fit, fix. No. Well, they might be like actually screwed long term, right? What? The the, the liberals. Uh, yeah, the coalition. We'll, we'll say like. Well, no, I just think because like, you know, with every year that passes, that's more of their voter base that dies, and um, like where mm. they suffered all their biggest losses was to progressive candidates with agendas that don't align with like what yeah. these right-wing people who are now in charge of their party stand for. Like that's why when people were like, Oh, Peter Dutton's going to lose his seat too. That's going to be great. I was kind of like, no, nah, actually I hope he keeps his seat. Cause then he'll definitely be the leader and they'll never win mm. because like he's the most disliked politician in the country probably. Okay. So I reckon he won't be there for the next election. I reckon he'll be the liberal leader for like a year and a half. 
Yeah, but the thing is, they're all of their moderate candidates lost, like all of them. So I get that. I get that. But I, I don't have the like Gladys twenty twenty five is what you're saying, Mitchell. Whilst I whilst I agree with what you're saying, right? The other side of that coin is that when we know when when Labor are in power, it's much tougher crit- scrutiny and criticism from the media. And I think that still has a lot to, to say yeah. in the coming yeah, years yeah. and swing other uh, people back around. But I just think way. that the the last election, I think, was a reflection on the fact that the, the legacy the media media's bubble. influence on elections in general is not as strong as it was in previous cycles. Like the GAF would have sunk a Labor PM in like 2011, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, fair. Not so much now. So we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. The leader of the country is a South fan. That's pretty cool. <coughs> yeah, but I still, like I said, I, I agree with you saying, but I still have such little faith in us not going back to liberals at some point. I have to believe it. I have to say it to believe it, you know? Yep. Uh, Green wave, baby. T- last question. V8 Tiger. Some people watch commercial TV anymore. Which comp- company currently does the best ones? Commercials on TV, I guess you said. Yeah. What currently? You said, I don't you said, know. Not many people watch commercial TV anymore, which currently does the best ones. Okay, well, I can't answer to current commercials because I couldn't all-time tell favorites? you. I couldn't tell you one. Uh, big ad, big ad was all time. Oh, one of the great ads. I mean, big ad was giant. Uh, the mate, two weeks extra dry owes Benny Benassi. Oh, mate! <laughs> 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 mate, all the fellas are drinking two weeks. It was sixteen. That's a like. Oh, uh, that, that, obviously um, the the OG hard earned thirst. Yeah, with the music, they're all good. Um, that stupid, um, the corn, the rains are here. Ad, oh was, yeah, that's like a good that. one. That's yeah, yeah, fixing yeah. the head though, doesn't it? Um, a lot of the big ads, mate. When we were younger, a lot of the ones of the athletes just pounding seven or eight wheat bigs. Um, yeah, corner um, ads. Good campaign. Yeah. Oh, oh um, obviously, what's my scene slash that's yes. my team. Yeah. Uh, I used to like all the solo ads where you know, uh, when you slam slam it down fast, baby, any solo didn't like chicken tonight ads, but they definitely did their job. Chicken Do you remember? Terrible, but it still is. I just pulled up, I just pulled up like best Australian TV ads of all time. I'd forgotten about the ad for hole proof ants pants where the woman lies on the bed in underpants. I remember this ad from God. when I was a kid. Okay, I'm gonna Google this. and <laughs> ants. Ants walk all over her, and then the ad ends with her going sickum Rex and like oh an echidna God. just yes, starts eating all one, the yes. fucking air. It's like <laughs> we just watched a woman getting pleasured by an echidna, in and that ad was fine. I mean, a lot of those ads in the nineties have like weird, <laughs> terrible comedy. God, about that ad. That's how was that allowed? That's so out of pocket. Okay, other. Like I, I wasn't a big fan of them, but people loved uh, the Ronda and Katut. Oh yeah, I, they and, did. Not Happy Jan. Not Happy Jan. Um, um, Golden oh, Valley the, fruit snacks. Oh, with the awesome foursome. Yeah. <coughs> um, don't chop the dinosaur, Daddy. That was that was a good one. I don't like that one. Oh, what about um, my dad picks a fruit. Oh, good. The, Very cordy. It makes it cordial. Yeah, oh, not Happy uh, Jan's pretty not, iconic. Yeah. That's like a like. Boomers still say not happy Jen now. Okay, what random phone numbers do you still remember <coughs> because of because Oh Lubabile, thirteen thirteen thirty-two. Thinking like Pizza Hut, Domino's, like really Oh, I know reading writing used. hotline, the one three double oh six triple five oh six. That one. Yeah. Six triple yeah. I'm you should ring other. the reading writing hotline. Should I? Well yeah. would, would it would it still ring? 
we'll I don't know. Find out. You should try after this. Yeah. After we finish. I don't think, uh, all those. I don't like them, but all those dumb like Kit Kats and Malteser ads. Not a big yeah. fan of them. Uh, well, not a fan of um, a lot of the Louis the Fly ads. People love those for some reason. I was a huge fan. Yeah, neither. Um, oh, the the what's he, what's that one? The oh, the Bernardas make those bodies uh, sing. Yeah, that's a good one. What's it? No, the Gobble Dock. <laughs> I was gonna say oh, yeah, Gobbledygook because I know Gobble Dock. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Remember Pizza Hut? It was four eight one double one double one. Then it changed to nine four eight one double one double one when they added the Pizza Hut delivery. Oh no, Gary! No, the Nicorette ads. Yeah, God, that's, God, that's a lot of ads. Jesus. Oh, how did we forget this guy? The dude that said the Great Wall of China was to keep the rabbits out. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's um, isn't that the that Telstra? Telstra? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we got uh, heaps here. Tui's are still one of my favorite ones. There might be one up there. Just whatever. The fact that I remember the reading writing hotline, a number that I obviously that's, never used yeah. from like twenty years ago, is a testament to how good that ad was. Yeah, they're, they're, any catchy thing they, they had did a good job, didn't they? The oh, juicy corn was a great shout by you, by the way. It was the rains. It, it, oh, and fucking the the I just want milk that tastes like real milk. The rains are isn't on this fucking list either, is it? They're, they're I found a different one, in. and the rains are here is on it. It's on that one. Oh, here's a good one. Ones I remember as a teenager, the Cougar bourbon ads. The girl, oh, with Cougar. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. They had Cougar once, like, well, that's... five Cougars, thanks. Yeah, yeah. they're good, they're good ads. Oh, and the uh, other beer ad I liked that's not only this was long where they just carried a canoe around for no reason. Yes, that's a good one. All right, that's a lot of ads. God, we remember a lot of like ads. I couldn't tell well, maybe you. Maybe they do. I couldn't now. tell you. Yeah, no, no. I honestly clue. couldn't tell you on a TV. Well, that's now, the thing, please. right? Like, people were talking about that hole in the bucket thing that was going on with the, like the liberals with their ad about Albanese and the budget and shit. I've never seen it. Didn't hear it. Didn't hear it a single time. Yeah, I saw some tweet people saying, oh, we don't have to see this, hear this ad anymore. I was like, well, stop watching The Bachelor and MasterChef and then you'll never have to hear it. Yeah, there you go. And then I watch obviously watch footy on... I don't watch it on yeah. Channel 9. But even then, I don't think those ads are on during... No, it's Channel just sports bet ads when you watch footy on Channel 9, yeah. pretty much. That'd be the only ads I'd know. Pretty well, you're right. That'd be the only ads I know now. Like betting oh, yeah, the, the fat guy jumps the on the, ro- the wheelie bin. Oh, Andrew WK. Let's get the party started. Yeah, I'm pumped is, for the NHL playoffs. Have I watched is, a second of it? No, but when no. that ad comes on during the basketball, I'm fucking. Uh, I'm ready to go. Like, if there was go. a game one after, I'd watch it. You know? Yeah, hockey. Yeah. What? what oh, what's that stupid one? Go Go Mobile. There was one. As oh, well. Go Go Mobile was strong. Really, yeah, that's a terrible. So I can't believe God. we just watched. Uh, sorry, I just the fact the the woman getting pleasured by an echidna in an ad that was widely broadcast during like commercial TV yeah. hours. Incredible stuff. Oh, Who's the what ad is it? What's got Crowded House on it again? Medicare, one of them. I can't remember. I remember that. Oh. Chief Harrigan, though, NIB. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to find a Crowded House ad, but I can't remember who it's for. I just remember the ad every time at your bloody. Um, oh, you know, it's a really good cinema. one that is not on any of these lists, but I've randomly just remembered it. I hope you remember it. It was the McDonald's one where the kid drives his remote control car to McDonald's with $5 attached to it. I mean, there's a lot of good Macca's ads. And he gets there. And the, 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 they put the McDonald's on like the back of the remote control car and he drives it back home again. Mm. Oh, you know what the ad for? The Crowded House ad is fucking... Because it, it was played... It's Don't Dream It's Over. Was what played Crowded in, House it, song was it? Don't Dream It's Over. Don't Dream It's Over. Okay. It's played in um, New Zealand tourism ads. I, think, oh. I believe it is. And, they, and they're always played in the cinema. Well, the only tourism right. ad I remember was Where the Bloody Hell Are You? Which apparently did really badly. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I thought it was all right. Which is weird because I think Scott Morrison had something to do with it, which means I should hate it. But eh, that was fine. Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, wasn't there one of those like before our time with the old mate? Um, was it Paul Hogan? Paul Hogan, yeah. The shrimp on the Barbie thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I obviously didn't see much of that. But... No, but it's obviously stayed in the lexicon given that Americans say it about us all the time. So I, I, I do like that uh, we somehow find a way to end the podcast on these questions by coincidence, but these are the ones to end it on. It came in clutch. He asked it about, he asked it while we were recording. And we we're yeah. going to end on the Gus Gould question about the coalition, but instead, this has been much no, more pleasant. Much better. I mean, we could probably see this. This is one of the things we could talk about for fucking hours. Once, once yeah. you mentioned looking at one, I looked it up. So, oh, yeah, he's like 50 things I remember. But, uh, mm. Yeah, Marge Arrangia sticks in my mind. There's got to be some Arrangia other. Is like, strong. We've named a lot of iconic Tim Tan ads and shit. We're forgetting as well. Oh, the, with the with the with the genie, the never-ending packet of tinsets. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, get lots of good uh, Power Rate ads when we were younger. Yeah. Oh, there's a Nutrigrain as well. There's the um, mm. uh, and my 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 the one where the guy was running and he's like, I'm always second to this guy, but. I always see his back, and today he saw mine, and he powers past him. It's like a mile away. I remember that though. That one was good. Do you do you know what the GoGo Mobile is advertising? The yellow pages. Yeah, I reckon I just searched it to find out what it was advertising. I couldn't tell you. Oh, it's the yellow pages, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, no, that one. G or G? I remember that, but yeah. Was that a real car? It must have been. It must be. I guess it it was because they did this. They did that. Um. Shannon's insurance ad after it. Oh yeah, that one. Somehow I remember who that's for. <laughs> oh, also Bob Jane T Mart's. Oh yeah. iconic jingle. Iconic. Good jingle. Yeah. Who yeah, was so Bob anyway, Jane? That's all the questions. Who, yeah, who, Bob Jane T Mart's mate. Like those are the businesses that just, just start dying once people don't watch TV. Hey. Yeah, big time. Oh yeah, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Lubemobile still going around? I don't know. Hmm. I do remember um Hardware House as well with the two dogs. Oh yeah, the claymation dogs. Was it? Well, no, yeah, that was Home Hardware. Home Hardware, sorry, that's it. Yeah, because they're yeah. dead. Yeah, yeah. The hardware house. Sad. All right. Home Hardware. Okay, that's it. we did it. If you've got any uh, ads, let us know. Give us some feedback. <laughs> that's it. Fuck. If we did, if we missed an ad from the nineties. There, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> please. No, by all, like, actually, do. And bonus points if you can find it on YouTube and send it to us. All right. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs>